Happy New Year! No doubt you've heard it. New Year, New You. That might not be the best approach as you find progress in 2023, but you can always welcome goals. And maybe you've seen posts on social media already about setting some of those goals. I talked to Dr. Ebony Butler, a licensed psychologist, about getting your life in order for the new year. On Instagram, she's known as Dr. Ebony Online. I want you to keep this in mind. Don't do too much. I think I really would suggest people set a goal that really aligns with them, not something that's completely outside of the realm of what they've been doing, but something they would like to improve upon. I think where people go wrong is they're trying to quickly shift to a resolution or a goal that they haven't worked on all year or the year prior. So work on something or choose something that you can improve on that you've already been doing that you want to master. That's way more sustainable than trying to pick something totally new. So work smarter, not harder. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so why do you think that is? Why do you think people pick something out of thin air that maybe they haven't tried before? What, I mean, who are they trying to impress? Well, we're aspirational people, right? We love to aspire to be great. We have all of these ambitions. We're very ambitious people. And so we see ourselves in, as a version of ourselves that's our highest, right? And nothing's wrong with that. But we don't realize many times that there are steps to getting to our higher selves. And so we just want to kind of skyrocket to the highest that we are without understanding that we need to do some things beforehand before getting there. And I think that's what kind of holds people back or make them feel like they're failures is because they didn't sort of bring to fruition the highest version of themselves, but they also didn't work on the baby steps needed to get there. Wait, so there's levels to this? There's levels to this, yes. Um, I think of it like, you know, if I go out to eat, right, and I go and I sit down and they put all this food on my plate, I mean, I'm, I plan to consume it, but I can't get it all in one bite. So, you know, you, you, you take baby steps or you take bites at this. You don't consume it all in one, one full step. That's right. And because none of us can really get to where we need to get to in one fell swoop. Some things we can, but things like improving ourselves, growing into the highest version of ourselves, that takes time to build into our daily routine. That takes time to make that something that becomes now a part of our lives. And it doesn't just happen overnight, which I think is what people are wanting to happen, but it doesn't happen that way. What is that? Is that social media? I know you said we're aspirational, but social media typically only shows the highlights. That's it. Social media, media, the convenience of our lives, everything is rapid, right? We're conditioned to want rapid results. Diet culture, everything makes us think that if you just do this, then the result will be X. And so when we do Y, we don't get X. So when we do A, we don't get B it really throws people off and really makes us confused. But reality is it just doesn't work that way. It's a marketing tool that we've all been bought into, but it really doesn't happen like that in real life. Wait a minute, Dr. Ebony, you're telling me this is not microwavable. This is more of a crock pot approach. This is more of a slow cooker approach. Absolutely. Leave it on, let it simmer. <laughs> this is what has to happen, yes. Ironically, I say that and some people say they want to lose weight, which doesn't mean the food has to be unhealthy if it's in a crock pot. That's right. That's right. It doesn't mean that you can cook a lot of healthy meals in the crock pot. And losing weight takes so much more time than we actually know that I think a lot of people, that's really the hang up that gets most people is the weight loss thing as a resolution. Because it doesn't happen the way that we're told that it happens. It really takes months and years to lose a significant amount of weight. 
Now, you know, folks are going to ask, so what are your resolutions? For many reasons, you might want to keep it hush-hush. I'm going to be honest. When people ask me my goals, I say, I, I don't know. I mm -hmm. don't know, right? So there's something about me sharing it, and I don't want to put that energy out there, and I don't need anybody to hold me accountable, at least I feel, to what I'm trying to do. But I also feel frustration if somebody says, well, remember you said, I don't need all that. I know what I'm trying to do. You'll see it when I get there. And that's what I tell people too. Really, sometimes you can share your goals with people, but really for the most part, share them with yourself and somebody who can keep you accountable and also knows that the process is not linear and that there are some, some turns that you're going to take, but somebody who can keep you on a path that's sustainable, not somebody who's going to taunt you for not getting to your goals rapidly. Not taunt you. <laughs> yeah, taunt you, make fun of you, judge you, all of those things that people do. Oh, oh, she said she was going to lose 10 pounds. Look at her now. I mean, you don't need that because we know life happens and 10 pounds is a lot harder to get off than people think it is. Yes, yes. Look, look at him. He ain't even drinking diet soda. I bet you that's the real thing right there. <laughs> right, look, I thought she was just going to drink water. She's not drinking water. She has a drink. She has a cocktail. You know, people are looking for our downfall and people are looking for us to mess up because it makes them feel more comfortable about where they are too. Ah, can you expound on that? Yeah. So, I mean, the true saying, misery loves company. I mean, age old, like age old truth, right? I think in a lot of ways, people don't like to be reminded of their shortcomings and it makes them feel more human if they can also see that somebody else is in the boat with them, so to speak. So if you're not doing what you're supposed to do when, well, look, you're no better than me, it kind of levels the playing field. I know it's crucial when you're like, look, <laughs> you raised that. Yes, for extra emphasis there. Um, how do we show ourselves grace? Because you mentioned 10 pounds, right? As I alluded to the slow cooker, the, the crock pot versus the microwavable approach. Um, 10 pounds, difficult to drop, easier to gain. Um, and so when one does gain uh, a little weight or it may not even be in the physical form of gaining fat, it could be mm -hmm. backsliding on whatever said goal may have been. How do, how do we show ourselves grace? One thing that I think helps us to show ourselves grace is education, to be honest. Educate yourself really on the process of weight retention, weight loss, and you'll understand that the process isn't as quick as we would like to believe or that we've been made to believe give yourself grace by saying you know what this is going to take me a bit of time and maybe the goal that i have is out of reach because i'm being unrealistic based on what i've been taught mm. based on what i've been taught i feel like that was supposed to happen but based on what i know about my body i know my body takes a little bit more time getting there so you can show yourself grace by being honest with yourself being compassionate with your body and say you know what my body is doing the best that it can with what it has. I'm making the best choices with what's available to me. And that's just what is happening for me right now. I don't really like it. And these are the things that I'm doing to put forth effort in this area. And just that language towards ourselves can make a world of difference versus the I'm a failure. I'm never going to get anything right. I can't do right. I'm not disciplined. I'm not motivated. Those things just really, really wipe away any discipline and motivation you want to have. So going the grace and compassion route helps to boost your motivation and discipline in a way that um, might not otherwise happen. I'm really feeling this because that advice is applicable to any and everything we do, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Being just 
telling yourself or letting yourself know you have permission to take it step by step, whatever that means for you, or you have permission to take it slow based on what your needs are, not based on what somebody told you was supposed to happen, but this is what's working for you. And as long as we give ourselves permission to do what works for us, we offer ourselves a lot more grace, compassion, and we offer ourselves a lot more enjoyability like throughout the process, I believe, because the process is not enjoyable if you're constantly judging yourself and beating yourself up. It just makes you want to quit. Nobody likes punishment in that way. No, and you know what? We're we're um, I can't live in your body, and you can't live in mine. So right. regardless, I can be happy for your progress, but ultimately, I'm not the one uh, living in the space that you're living in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what that struggle is. We don't know what that struggle is. We don't know what your day-to-day factors are. And I think that's the thing that people get confused about. We don't know what your sleep is like, what access you have to resources and that kind of thing. So you can't take a model's description of what it means to lose weight and think that that applies to you without understanding all of the factors that are weighing on that genetics, anxiety, depression, sleep, mental health issues, physical factors. So we have to take all of that into consideration. And that means really, really like honing in on what your body is doing and what's going on in your body so that you can understand what's a realistic goal from there. And if one was to, if one were to model back the the steps taken by some of these models, they might be like, no, thank you. Because some of that no, stuff is not healthy. No, it's not. No, it's they not. Even it look looks like they good. say they look. No, and none of them have done the things that they're telling you you need to do in order to get there. Most of them have not done that. So we also have to be, and that's the that's the part about social media. We also have to peel back how much we are believing about what we're seeing. Everything that we see is not what we think we're seeing. How many filters we putting this through? How many filters? How much work have we had done, which is up to you if that's what you want to do with your body. But I really want people to get critical about realistic goals as it relates to them. Can your body do that? If you did a thousand squats a day, if you ate 10 pieces of chicken a day, will your body look like that? The answer is probably no, because we're not built the same. We don't have the same genetics. And so once we gain a critical approach or look at things from a critical lens, we will stop chasing the the fantasy of what that is and we'll say you know what even if i did that my body won't look like that it's true also make sure you consider your mental health especially as we lean into issues regarding social justice that's right mm-hmm. and and at some point at some point you know we fight these systemic issues and we want everything to be equitable and we want people to have access and this kind of thing and a lot of times you know, if, if the systems don't want to change, you do have to do what's best for you. And sometimes if the person doesn't want to change, you still have to do what's best for you. You can't fight a fight that somebody else isn't willing to fight. It's only so much fight that you have left in you in order to fight something that people aren't willing to join you on. So for an individual perspective, if you're not willing to do the work that you need to do to improve yourself, not even talking about weight, just in life, then that's your, that's your battle. I would love to support you if you wanted to do that. But if you don't want to do that, then I can't fight that fight for you. I'm just going to be here when you're ready. I think that's the middle path of it all. And an idea to simplify your goal setting. One thing I would tell people, I like to start out the new year with a word that I like to keep that helps me feel grounded and centered throughout the year. And that word helps me to reference back if I feel aligned with what's going on in my life or not. 
2022, my word was reciprocity. So that's the way I showed up in my business contracts. That's the way I showed up in my friendships. Like so that. if it didn't feel reciprocal, it wasn't a yes for me. So if I I started with a trainer just for the physical sake, I think more people's brains can go towards that. I started with the trainer in August of this year. And I didn't feel like the relationship after a while was reciprocal. I felt like I wasn't being heard. I felt like my needs weren't being heard. I felt like it was a trainer trying to push that marketing tactic. That was a relationship that I ended. If it doesn't feel reciprocal and if it doesn't align, this is not for me. So if because I had that word, I was able to reference back and felt like I could get centered in myself. So I would encourage people, find something that feels like it's a word that you want to choose for yourself that you can reference back throughout the year so you can see if you're on track or not. If your word is trusting yourself, then the minute somebody tries to sell you a quick fix, you can say, hey, that doesn't really give me the opportunity to lean in and trust myself. That's going to be a no. But I feel like because most of us are running towards and running with desperation, we lose track of anything that could make us feel censored. And we're just kind of like chasing the next thing. But if you have something that can ground you, bring you back, then you'll know what feels right for you and what doesn't. And you'll be able to make a decision from there. I feel like I just got a shoulder massage. <laughs> <laughs> Good, that's what I'm aiming for. <laughs> That was amazing. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Because, you know, we, we see all these quotes and all this stuff. It's impossible to, you know, commit all of those, those inspiring quotes to memory. And, you know, maybe you should, should whatever works for you. But if you have a simple word, reciprocity, um, mm -hmm. uh, that, that's something that we can easily lean back into. Mm -hmm. um, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm actually taking time to breathe to figure out what my word is going to be for 2023. It hasn't come to me yet. So I just take the time during this break to kind of like, just listen, be quiet, be still, do some journaling. And then the word will come up for me. So can that's it be the I'm same thinking. word? It can be the same word. I've often thought about that. Yeah, some, some chapters are longer than others. Yes. And I don't think reciprocity ever gets old. So I think that that is actually a good thing. <laughs> Something to keep in mind. Also, check her out on Instagram. Ebony has therapy cards. It's a tool to help you personally and professionally. Give her a follow, Dr. Ebony Online. We do these podcasts bi-weekly. Meantime, Happy New Year to you, and until next time, have a good one.